dangerous. Beware, it's dangerous. It's gonna be one of us. In a trip close zone, because we're the private optimus. To the west, to the east. Gonna find the way, it's laying the way, all the way. Ahoy, and welcome back to Piecemeal. This is a One Piece Book Club podcast. I'm your Captain Tyler, and my Nakama joining me this week are Jason. I've cried so much I'm exhausted. Not that I was crying. Justin. Call it Hannah Banana and shake hands on it. <laughs> Laura. Happy birthday, Etchero Oda. Hey. hey. Uh, Melissa. Washoi, washoi. Oh. Dave. He's nutso on a cellular level. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a good one. It's perfect for Dave. <laughs> this guy's nuts. <laughs> I didn't even make uh, that connection. And Theo. <laughs> His body is insane. <laughs> uh, welcome back, everyone. It is a new year, and we're still reading One Piece. Yeah. Hell yeah. Heck yeah. Is anyone surprised? No. <laughs> Hopefully we are the first of many New Year's <laughs> where we're still reading One Piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, man. Absolutely. We're recording this on Double Finger Day. Double Finger Day? Yeah, so this is Ichiro Oda's birthday as well? Uh, See, it is. Du- he's a New Year's babe. So he's a double finger baby. Is, is double finger just, just one finger and one finger? Yeah, that's oh. how he described it. One, that's... one. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Such a good birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, every week on this show, we read and discuss one volume of the famously ongoing manga One Piece. This week, we're back to read volume 37, which is entitled Tom. Mm. Mm. Before we get into that, we have some emails that we have missed because we've been away for a couple weeks. We enjoying have. the holidays. Uh, we have three emails to read, uh, and two of them have X marks that I missed that I'm just going to put together because they're both X marks for the same thing, technically. Interesting. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, firstly, we have an email from Jaru again. Yeah. Hi, Jaru. Hello, Jaru. Hi, Jaru. Hello. Hello. Jaru says, hey, piecemeal team. Thanks for the kind words and also for answering my email on the pod, the X Marks episode. It came out near my birthday and I listened to it on the special day. Thanks for that cool gift. Yay. Happy Jaru. birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Ooh, Happy birthday. Awaited. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, loved the X Marks episode, not just for the mail, cough. Uh, that was a great way to look back on the journey, and I hope that you uh, do those frequently as we are on this voyage. Kudos. Happy to see we are in Water 7, and I loved the reaction and discussion about the CP9 crew, and especially Frankie and his cola. <laughs> uh, also, have I mentioned before, I love how you have included the cover stories and also SBS questions into the show. Uh, P.S. I can't wait for a certain cover story to unfold. You know if you know, and I do. Oh. I am on the same page there, Jaru. I think I might know what they're referring are you, to. Are you saying that you are you are on the cruise? I'm on the cruise. <laughs> we are. <laughs> I had a question for Tyler about Panda Man. Does the team know about Panda Man? I forget if they did, and it was if it was mentioned on the podcast. Yeah, we know about Panda Man, right? <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah, yeah, I've seen him in the SBSs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. he goes to my church. Yeah, we don't we don't point him out every time we see him, but he's there, and we know he's there. He helped uh, me pass my driving test. <laughs> I will say that there is an unfortunate aspect of Panda Man that we are missing, both by reading it digitally and in English. Really? Because in oh. Japan, on the Tonkabons, the graphic novels, they have book jackets on them also. 
And if you remove the book jackets, there is a Panda Man story happening underneath on the books. Oh my Jeez. lord. What? What? That we are just not privy to as English speakers, sadly. Oh. What? Alas. <laughs> this is a crime. Yeah, that is heartbreaking. This is discrimination. <laughs> uh, I love the idea of a Discord server and glad you are planning one for piecemeal. I joined the Destructor Discord server just to be ready when you do. I love the vibes <laughs> there already and thanks for having me there. Uh, hope I am not too much of a bore with my lengthy posts. Not at all. In fact, I oh. love lengthy posts. They're very fun to read, and uh, yeah. I appreciate mm-hmm. the reading material. It shows that you care. Yeah, exactly. It's fun when people are excited about things Absolutely. that you're also excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, speaking of lengthy, stopping this long mail now. Catch you all uh, in Discord, and also, Happy New Year 2022 to all of you and yours. Yay. Yeah. Cheers, Jaru. Heck yeah. Thank you. Our next email is from Joaquin. uh, And Joaquin says, My name is Joaquin and wanted to write in for this wonderful podcast. I joined a Discord server this summer that Tyler happened to be in, and he was promoting the podcast as I was reading through One Piece for the first time. Ooh. I've been listening to the podcast as I'm catching up on the volume releases and currently on volume 96. And it's been so fun to hear you all go through the series for the first read slash a new reread. As someone who's only reading through it this year, it's felt like I've been having both sides of the experience of a first read and reread, which has been really fun. With that in mind, I have a question for y'all. For the new readers, what's it been like reading the series with people who know what's going to happen in the future and use that for discussion of the series? And what's it been building up to so far? Hmm. I too would like to know. (laughs) It definitely feels... Okay, so it feels like I'm... (laughs) a freshman in like a band or a team or an after school club and like the seniors and juniors still have like the inside jokes that b- between themselves because they've been there longer but they sure. don't it's it's not ill will towards the freshmen it's just like oh no mm-hmm. you'll get it in time <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and uh, in addition to that i i must thank and congratulate our host tyler for being a just a, a very careful intending spoiler shepherd for us new newborn yes. lambs indeed i'm certainly trying <laughs> i'm trying to i hope i haven't <laughs> fucked up yet i don't think i have i don't think i messed up i don't up think yet. so okay yeah, good i really yeah, I didn't think I of any would, steps from anyone i used to be spoiled heavily in high school i think i talked about this another time but i was i had a friend in middle school and high school that would spoil like anything shonen jump related because this is before i read stuff uh, by another way that was totally mm-hmm. legal but this uh-huh. is back when i only <laughs> read the magazine subscriptions and uh he would spoil like everything in naruto and all this shit it's like i'm never gonna be you <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's horrible horrible in a way it is good to have those uh negative role models sometimes it's true no <laughs> for what i, I not feel to like be. i wouldn't yeah. care as much as mm-hmm. it hadn't happened to me so i'm kind of glad yeah that's fair it sounds like I feel like we always know a guy who uses in in high school or maybe early college who uses like spoiler knowledge and future knowledge as some kind of like a weird social capital. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, it was yeah. exactly that. Yeah, at least I think it was. <laughs> I gotta say, I really appreciate um, the the spoiler shepherding uh, too, um, but I really appreciate like the X marks and the system of reading a volume per week because it forces me to go slow. Mm. When I get into a book I like, mm-hmm. I just tear through it and I miss things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with this, like, yeah. you know, I, I read it, some some weeks I read it like once on Sunday and then once again on Saturday. 
before mm -hmm. recording. That's smart to do because I binged Homestuck like a fool, and I think I remember like <laughs> all but two acts. <laughs> like, so yeah, basically. Um, yep. That was definitely a consideration when we were starting too. Is should we should we do it one volume at a time, which we ended mm -hmm. up deciding to do, or should we just read all of one arc and like do a monthly wrap up mm -hmm. kind of thing mm -hmm. instead? Yeah, this, yeah. But this I didn't. I didn't want to miss. The nuance and the details. No, so you I definitely to do it one you made the right time. decision for sure, mm -hmm. especially yeah. now that we're getting and, and to this part. Definitely. Yeah, and this oh, yeah. keeps it much fresher in our minds when we're actually talking about it. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's been a wonderful experience. I don't know, like I don't think anything like this would work if you didn't have someone who not only has already read it but is mm -hmm. like really steeped in like the lore and like what was going on behind the scenes, just like you did with Dragon Ball. Mm -hmm. um, I, I love getting all of that mm -hmm. context. Um, and I love it when I get to do something like this, when I get to, like, you know, initiate someone into something I love. So it's a, it's a wonderful experience, yeah. 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 I, I really appreciate the X Marks system, yes. knowing uh, knowing that we're, we're in something that's so long and so <laughs> lore-heavy, mm -hmm. and, and just kind of having the list of reminders of like hey yeah. this is a thing just little pinpoints yep. so i'm not gonna not gonna tell you what it is but hey hey this was a thing that got mentioned isn't that isn't that interesting isn't that neat yeah. <laughs> for the rereaders same sort of question uh what's it been like to see the new people read through this for the first time and experience this story without much knowledge and what will happen in the future and there's only technically two rereaders here justin you you count because you've seen most of the anime or you've seen all of the anime yeah so far. Just, um that's oh, wow. the thing that's weird it's actually been it's been really cool because um there's so many like all the cover stories i never saw because they're not in mm -hmm. the anime so mm. all that stuff is very fresh but also like with most of this well, i i was watching the water seven stuff back in college so that would have been mm -hmm. in like 15 years ago um so this is I, I don't remember a ton, so mm -hmm. I'm I am very much seeing a lot of this uh, very freshly. But also, <laughs> Fresh all eyes. The, yeah, honestly, and all the X mark stuff, as everybody said, um, that's there are things you'll say that it's just like, oh, I know what that is, and there are all these I have no <laughs> idea what that is, um, and it's that's really fun, you know. It, it it's making it a a more full experience of with, uh, with this thing that I already really like a lot. I will say that I continue to be bowled over by the things that you both intentionally and accidentally pick up upon as you're <laughs> reading for the first time <laughs> and just casually throw out that I then have to turn into X marks. <laughs> uh, thanks for the wonderful podcast, Joaquin. And Joaquin has one of our X marks for us, but I'll save it for when we get to the other one. Oh. Caveman Spongebob uh, Spon Spon <laughs> our, our last email this week, we have an email from Nico, who writes, Hello there, piecemeal podcast. I've been binging your podcast for the last few days. This was written on the 23rd of December, just for context. Yeah. Uh, and I absolutely love it. Despite being such a relatively big crew, I don't have a problem following it. There is a very clear and easy-to-follow natural structure of who talks at any certain point. Oh, boy. Uh, as I get easily overwhelmed by too many people talking over each other, I both am amazed and appreciate uh, at the way you work together. So thank you for that, Nico. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, it's mostly thanks to Tyler's incredible editing. I'm not trying to be. <laughs> no, I'm not being. You I'm not being sarcastic at all. I talk over everybody like a fool. So when you hear the <laughs> podcast episodes, it's it's kind of different from recording sometimes. I do do a little bit of nudging just to make it clear, but it is honestly not as much as you would think. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's good. It, yeah, no, it it seems it's remarkable to me too. I think like, from the inter- inside the house. <laughs> The wonder is coming from inside the house. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, I wish you all happy holidays and keep dreaming in 2022. Greetings from mm. Germany, Nico D. Dragon. Ooh. 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 Oh my god. That's an X mark. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting all day. We haven't Germany. heard what's going on with. So sorry. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> Well, now I have to leave it in. Yeah. No! <laughs> we let you down, Nico. I am a prophet once again. <laughs> it's just reminded me that we haven't heard what's going on with Dragon in a while. Mm, that's true. That's right. That's true. Forgot about him. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, thank you everyone for writing in. I, I do appreciate it. And uh, as of this episode going up, we probably have a Discord server up that you can join. But I'll talk about that at the end. Woohoo! Hey. Woo! Party town. Uh, how about we read some One Piece? Ooh. Sounds yeah. Good. Yes, yes. I, I, yeah. I need to bring something up before oh, we right, start. Oh right, yeah. Uh, something do. that was something that was pointed out by a friend uh, who is also a listener. Um, the the big reveal of when Frankie reveals that he is a cyborg. <laughs> um, can we appreciate that he revealed this by diving into the water? <laughs> when he mm-hmm. is presumably made of metal and full of sensitive electronics, yes. <laughs> it's like, is this what a champion? <laughs> is, is is this better for you than it would be for a devil fruit user? <laughs> is that a distinction without a difference, sir? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen, he's a he's a cyborg of the city of water, water right. seven. He probably designed all of his you know robotics to be. Water tight like one of them life-proof iPhone cases or whatever. Maybe <laughs> that part of the water ate the protect cyborg borg fruit, fruit and he can't. <laughs> and he can't get hurt. I don't know. Um, this, but the water is drowning that. itself. I don't know. I don't know where it's going with that. Very specific fruit. This is getting abstract. Yeah. The idea <laughs> of a part of the ocean eating a devil yeah. fruit fills <laughs> me with the deepest terror I've ever experienced. Maybe that's... I mean, if a gun can if do a it, gun can do it. You know, kind of on the same page with you there, Jason. <laughs> oh, no. I could see a, a river eating a devil fruit, because rivers have That's mouths. <laughs> oh, shit, they do. Oh, my God. I'm actually smart. <laughs> That's good. Wow. Uh, I'll start with uh, Oda's Ooh. author's note. In this volume, Oda do writes... We, do we have to... <laughs> We definitely do. I was I read that like right after we finished recording the last one and I was like just <sighs> oh, a huge sigh. Uh-oh. Uh, this week Oda writes I didn't read this one. Humans seem strong, but they're really weak. They can drown in just two inches of water. Well, basically that's what comes from only being able to breathe through your nose and mouth. For that reason, I think we should all master another method of breathing. Breathe with your butt. <coughs> I knew it was going butt. I knew it was going butt as soon as you were laying them pins up. All right, then. Volume 37 is farting. Uh, starting. 
Actually. <laughs> oh, all right then. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like all right then <laughs> is the yeah. like if you looked up the phrase all right then in like a phrase dictionary, Ichiroda's picture would be there. Right. <laughs> I guess saying that I'm into this would be a bit of an overstatement. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I look at everything like if he wasn't this person. He would not be able to create one piece either. It wouldn't be this. <laughs> and I really like that it's this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just like Kojima. I want to I learn the, the art of butthole breathing. <laughs> Do you? I wouldn't say no. Yeah, it would make snorkeling way more interesting. <laughs> it's a nice little trick to have in your back pocket. Yeah, my, yeah, my so very back pocket. <laughs> but up bump God damn it. Waka waka. <laughs> All right then. All right then. <laughs> All right then. In the last right video, <laughs> uh, after many adventures, the Straw Hat ship, the Going Mary, is less than seaworthy. In order to get her repaired, they head to Water Seven, home of the best shipwrights. When told that Mary is damaged beyond repair, Luffy makes the agonizing decision to get a new ship. Furious at Luffy's decision, Usopp leaves the crew. And when Robin is linked to an assassination attempt on Mayor Iceberg. Her betrayal and then desertion leave them flabbergasted. When the Straw Hats are blamed for the crime, they set out to learn the truth, but what they find out uncovers more deception. The other assassins are the agents of CP9, a covert agency working directly for the world government. Their real motive is to secure the blueprints of the Pluton, the destructive ancient weapon believed to be in Iceberg's hands. But when they come up empty-handed, they focus their attention on another possibility, that Frankie's got the blueprints. I I want to clear up. I'm a little confused as to, like, Pluton and ancient weapon. Yes. It, so do, did I understand right that like there's a there's the Pluton which is the battleship. Yes. And but there's a different ancient weapon that like the battleship was supposed to be an opposing force to. No, the blueprints are if you needed to make another one. As a counterforce oh. to someone building one. It's a metal gear. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Oh, oh got wow, it, that explains everything. So it's it's the ancient weapon that. The, well, then yeah. why? But why are we worried about Nico Robin activating in? Oh, because there is one. There, there is one already, and we also heard about another one called Poseidon mm-hmm. on Skypea. Oh, well, because because yeah, we had not heard about the blueprints before this. Remember right. the crocodile <coughs> was just was looking the, for it. Right, he was looking. Oh wow, right. that bad timing to. <laughs> you all right? Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, two inches of water, Dave. <laughs> oh, God. Two, two inches of chocolate milk. Um, but yeah, Crocodile was looking for the thing itself. Yeah. Yes. The oh. extant ship, presumably. Ah, okay. Uh, and it is finally time to say goodbye to Gadatsu now. I, I, was, I was astonished that there was still another, <laughs> another thing for him. We got two more this week. He has I the think... dawning realization that he is just a bath attendant and not actually the Blue Sea's boss. Oh, that's what this was <gasps> okay. about. Okay, I was confused as well. <laughs> I was also confused. Well, it's fine, because it gives us the greatest face <laughs> uh, since, since <laughs> Oh. Uh, and then for the finale, we get to see the accidental baths on Hot Spring Island, which are now opened to the public. Yay! The end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Being a bath attendant ain't such a bad gig. Yeah. Uh, returning to Water 7, all parties are standing off in Iceberg's room. Just picking up from our cliffhanger last time. Uh, 
Polly has the dawning realization that his co-workers for the past five years are in fact the bad guys that are out to kill Iceberg. That's a good guess. Poor Polly. Yeah. Uh, Lucci threatens to smash Iceberg's face in to prove it, so Polly attacks him with a rope that's covered in knives. Lucci easily dodges and puts him down with a technique that he calls finger pistol. Gross. Yeah. 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 Hate it. Yeah. Y'all remember our introduction to Lucci? I do. He. He's got those very, <laughs> very strong fingers that oh, went right God. in the concrete. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, he says, don't try to tough it out. It's pointless to resist. We're trained in an art that goes beyond anything you can imagine. A martial art which, at the culmination of training, makes the human body equal to a weapon. Six powers. A master of this art is as strong as a hundred men. For secret agents, these guys sure do a lot of monologuing. Yeah, they do. <laughs> a lot of revealing. They're very confident that you're not going to be alive to remember any of it. Yeah. Secret revealing agent. They're... they're... <laughs> Their track record seems to be pretty good so far. So. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's got to be so hard being undercover for so long, and you're just like, oh, you just got to let it all out. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> Probably because they also kill people. <laughs> yeah. That's also an issue. Yeah, I don't think I can do it. Uh, Luffy butts in to rescue Polly, but Lucci proceeds to show off the final six powers technique, which he calls shave, which is just imperceptibly fast motion. Uh, very similar to Kuro's out of the bag technique, if anybody remembers uh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. I forgot about that. So, so this is basically a martial art that just turns you into like a DBZ character. Yes. <laughs> Minus the beans. It, it turns you so into a character. F- it turns you into a character from another shonen anime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just for clarity's sake, I'll just name all six of the techniques now that we've seen yeah. them all. I thought uh, we've only we, seen like two. No, we have seen moonwalk, which is the double jump technique. Mm-hmm. Uh, iron body, which is you make your body very strong, solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, finger pistol, uh, shave, which we just saw. Tempest kick, and is that all of them? Did I say them all? Uh, that was five. What's the last one? Oh, Why can't I um, ever remember it? It's the paper the one. Sixth technique, the secret one. The uh, the paper one. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, oh, paper that, art. The paper art. Is it just called paper art? Okay. Like a DBZ character, you dodge everything because you're mm-hmm. fluttering like paper. Oh, right. Yeah. Like a leaf on the wind. Uh, Luchi catches Luffy in the neck with a finger pistol, but due to his rubber body, it doesn't quite penetrate, so it just knocks the wind out of him. Mm. Ugh. Mm. Unpleasant to see with my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Luffy manages to rescue Polly still, and he uh, explains that while he doesn't quite understand what's going on, he did promise Polly that he would thrash whoever was trying to kill Iceberg, and he still intends to keep that promise. He's a man of his word, that Luffy. (laughs) Uh, He also demands to know why Robin is working with these people. She says that she needs to in to, uh, in order for her wish to come true, and that if she stayed with the Straw Hats, it would never be fulfilled. She will make any sacrifice to accomplish her goal. That sounds like a dream. Sure does. <laughs> a dream is a wish your heart makes. <laughs> I've heard that. And Iceberg yells at her again, like, do you understand what it is you're trying to do? And I'm definitely getting the sense from all of this that there is also something about this whole situation that he doesn't know. He yeah. doesn't understand. Probably. He hasn't read no opponent lifts. Actually, I guess I don't know that. Who the fuck is Nico Robin? I love that that, ans- that question was answered. 
and in the process of answering it, you introduced a completely different version of the same question. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we are getting dangerously close to the real answer. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. so you know. Mm. Can't wait to find out. Lucci breaks up the reunion to inform them that in two minutes, the mansion will erupt in a ball of fire. And then CP9 makes to find and apprehend Frankie. Robin is the first to leave as the rest of the CP9 agents effortlessly fend off Luffy and Zoro. Zoro drops the ball here, I think. <laughs> I I thought, like, oh, surely he's going to be able to cut steel. He's going to be able to cut through this iron body. Mm-hmm. But maybe that'll have to wait for a rematch. <laughs> uh, as Zoro clashes blades with Kaku, he has the sense to wonder if their assessment of the Mary's condition had been a lie, since they are not really shipwrights. But unfortunately, they were still fully undercover at that time, and it was indeed a serious assessment of their ship. He says, unfortunately for you, my assessment was given in all seriousness, and Zoro just says, that is unfortunate. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I love Kaka going, no, really, your ship is going to die. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that feels like Oda just slipping that in to be like, don't even think about that aspect of it. Yeah. It, it is yeah. what it is. I appreciate that. I, it's touching to me that in the midst of all of this chaos, Zoro is still thinking about that and thinking about, like, was our breakup with Usopp for nothing? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they were very good at their fake jobs. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> the assholes. <laughs> uh, as the mansion begins to burn, Lucci decides to end the playing around by showing the Straw Hats the extent of his powers. Because evidently but, he has eaten a devil fruit as well. The the we get a panel right <laughs> before the end of this chapter, and it's of let me show you let me show you something even more amazing. And we just see <laughs> we just see um, his silhouette start to embiggen and embolken <laughs> with mm-hmm. two piercing eyes, and you just see you just see a. Um, Apparently, it was localized at a speech bubble that goes, Wow! (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate this. Wow. Lucci has specifically eaten the cat cat fruit leopard model. Aww. I want it. And he's a big boy. It's a big cat. Big cat energy. (laughs) <laughs> I know I'm supposed to hate this guy, but he's a cat now, so I'm Hello. like, shit. <laughs> Trust all cats, you gotta understand, cats are baby, even if they're big <laughs> and they're really, I know, I completely understand. They're still baby. Yeah. Even big cat. Yeah. Well, that is suit and his hat. Fit. Yeah. Like, just, they just, it looked kind of better, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Chopper knows that carnivorous zoans are even more dangerous than other breeds. Oh, boy. Oh. I guess it makes sense. And combining these six powers with his devil fruit makes Lucci insanely strong and also dangerous. And he is able to collapse the mansion's roof with a single tempest kick. Uh, Polly tries to pull Iceberg to safety, but Lucci's lumbering cat form intervenes until Luffy dives in again to punch him out of the way. Go, Luffy. Pigeon guy! (laughs) (laughs) I'm not remembering your name. (laughs) You're not worth it. Punches clean through Luffy's torso. Yes. That, uh, the finger pistol is a bit stronger when it has a claw on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Concentrate that pressure. He sure did. Uh, he picks Luffy up by the head and he hurls him out of the building. And then Zoro also suffers a similar fate being blasted out of the building. 
Zoro gets team rocketed. He yeah. sure does. <laughs> Holy fuck. You can't make Zoro get more lost than he already is. <laughs> <laughs> the townsfolk try to rescue Iceberg from the fire, but they end up only finding Nami's unconscious body. And still assuming that the Straw Hats are culpable for the assassination attempt, they arrest her. Uh, inside the burning mansion, Polly and Iceberg sit tied up together, waiting to die. Oof. I hate, I hate these moments. In like, and I don't like wish they didn't happen. It yeah. just is very uncomfortable for me yeah. when it's like, ah, oh, somebody's just waiting to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's not fun it's, to watch. <laughs> no, it's that. Yeah, it's it's they're 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 tied up with rope. The room is burning around them, and their heads are like just drooped. Mm-hmm. And oh no, I just re I'm I'm following uh-huh. along as we're going. The little mouse is in the panel too. <laughs> no, not no. Tyrannosaurus. Get out of there, Tyrannosaurus. Or help them. Do something. <laughs> Nibble through the ropes. <laughs> uh, outside, CP9 admire their handiwork as the building begins to come down, and Lucci says, "Mr. Iceberg, you may have been a brilliant shipbuilder and the mayor of a great city." But no ordinary citizen can defy the will of the world government. I'm starting to think some things about this world government. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, Chief. I don't know, you guys. <laughs> I don't know about this here government. Then they head off to find Cuddy Flam. They find the Frankie family wandering around the city shouting for the Straw Hats to go to the warehouse under a bridge if they want to get their long nose back. Okay, 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 okay. Uh-huh. Uh... So there's a, where is it? We got a translation difference. Uh, it's just it's just a little localization thing that mm-hmm. I I like I like seeing when there's wordplay. Mm-hmm. How they the problem solve that? Yeah yeah yeah. So when they're yelling, so they yell, "We have long nose." That's right. Yep. If you don't want us to think you like emotion, idiot. That's not right. It's <laughs> if you don't want us to sink him in the ocean. Not emotion? The ocean! <laughs> um, yeah, how, where do they take that from? So, uh, so what he says in the Japanese version is if you, if you, instead of sink him in the ocean, it's similar. I said submerged in the ocean, mm-hmm. uh, which is umi ni shizume, shizume? Umi mm-hmm. ni shizume? Um, and the guy says, Uniosushi tsume, which is if you don't want this sea urchin to be turned into sushi. <laughs> huh. Oh, that's nice. pretty good. That's still yeah. threatening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Perhaps even more threatening. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, you can survive getting dunked, but once you're sushi, you're Sushified, done. Yeah. Wanted to make a quick note before we got to the Frankie family. It was, mm-hmm. It's this very cool series of panels where the. Uh, the Galila is burning, and we zoom out, and it's Granny Kokoro taking a swig. <laughs> and y'all, I'm gonna. I'm uh, speaking of trains. I'm gonna hop on this train first and foremost for yeah. everyone for the yeah. universe. I love this woman. <laughs> I, I, I love Granny Kokoro so goddamn much. Where she rank on the the Granny scale so far established by One Piece? Version. She is rocketing up and neck and neck <laughs> with Kureha right now. I'm gonna tell rocketing, you. Rocketing, you say? That's an interesting term. Rocketing, <laughs> rocketing oh. is what I said specifically, hmm. Tyler. Hmm. And <laughs> and um, let me just you know, I want to hand it to o- Oda. 
he he knows how to make and curate a beautiful and resplendent menagerie of foxy grandmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I'm interested give, to give... see what's going on with her. Yeah, mm-hmm. she clearly knows more than she's letting she, on. Oh, yeah. she does mm-hmm. definitely. Well, we do she... we do learn a bit more about her in this volume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she says. Um, there, she's watching the guy law burn and and the I forget what the granddaughter's name is. Um, Chimney. Yeah. Chimney. She says, uh, you know, that fire's intense. It's really scary. And Granny's like, the city's had some bad mojo for some time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, 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 give me a give me a a, a sweet sassy world weary crone, and I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> Inside the warehouse, Frankie is bawling his eyes out to Usopp's story of breaking up with his crew. <laughs> I love Frankie. <laughs> I love this man. <laughs> I lo- and I love this reveal because you expect him to be like beating up Usopp right, again, again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But instead, they're just having a heart to heart. Uh, he, uh, Frankie's having a heart. Usopp's on a different page. A yeah, little bit, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Frankie evidently brought Usopp and the Going Merry inside the warehouse out of the looming storm. Which was nice of him to bring the ship also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Frankie has taken a liking to Usopp and he offers to take him on as an underling. But Usopp declines, proclaiming that while he may no longer be a straw hat, he is still a pirate. <laughs> There's another, uh, Mm -hmm. this, uh, Frankie says, we should both sink our rage about this thing, brother. Call it Hannah Banana and shake on it. (laughs) And the girls say, you mean, you mean even Steven. What the girls say in the Japanese version translates about the same. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't entirely understand, (laughs) but I feel like I'm missing some, like, cultural or like slang knowledge or something mm-hmm. um that's difficult to find because their their thing that equates to even steven is dokoi dokoi um and what frankie says is washoi washoi which that's as like, far as i can tell that's like a cheer it, right yeah it's it's uh best i can tell it's kind of equivalent to like a heave ho kind of thing thing um that's used frequently at festivals when like a group of people are carrying like a portable shrine to like hmm. a, a thing to say as you like are carrying something big together so that you're like in step with each other very specific ah. yeah but and also kind of like a cheer type thing um so i i i feel like there's a joke there <laughs> that i don't have the cultural knowledge to get um but that is that is what the original text is uh, the two of them get to talking about aqua laguna and there's, also... there's an incre- there's an incredible exchange <laughs> and frankie says i guess you're pretty mad about the 200 billion we stole huh and, and usab just says eh, what happened happened there's no point in holding a grudge frankie says that's real decent of you though i should tell you about that 200 million we used it all up, and you stop instantly. I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Just shut up about it. Uh, the two of them are talking about Aqua Laguna and also the grim fate that awaits Water 7. 
Uh, due to the rising sea levels, the island is slowly sinking, and in a few more decades, it will be completely uninhabitable. Hmm. It's Venice! Yeah. Uh, Usopp points hmm. out that everyone can leave on the sea train, at least, and Frankie explains that it didn't used to be that way. Uh, before its construction, everyone feared that the next Aqua Laguna could be the city's last. Uh, but all of that changed thanks to a genius shipwright named Tom. <gasps> Tom. That's the name of the volume. <laughs> it is. It's the name of the guy on the blueprints. It's the mm. name of the train. Of the puff, puffing model. <laughs> puffing, puffing fruit. fruit. <laughs> uh, Frankie asks Usopp what he plans to do once he's finished patching up the Mary. But when Usopp tells him that he wants to go back to home, uh, back home to the East Blue someday, Frankie has to step in. He reaffirms Galila's assessment, and he tells him it'd be better to retire her to scrap. He offers to help as an expert dismantler. I, by expert dismantler. <laughs> yeah, he says that, but we'll see um, in a bit what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like yeah. to do a table read for the first four pages of uh, chapter 351. And he volunteers for Usopp and Frankie. Uh, I'll be one of those. Whichever one you want me to be. I can be one or I can just be the sister's. Interjecting. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Jason, do you have a preference? Um, whatever, baby. I'm 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 free <laughs> as the I'm free as the East Blue. All right, you can do Usopp, and I'll I'll take over, Frankie. You got it. And Melissa, feel free to interject. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I'll help you dismantle your ship. That's not even funny, bro. I'm not letting you get near her. The Mary Go is my ship. No, that thing isn't a ship anymore. Huh? What did you just say? I asked you before, what are you going to do after fixing that ship? If you were planning on throwing your life into the sea along with that ship, I wasn't about to get in your way. But since you say you want to go home to the East Blue on this clunker, I gotta speak up, brother. This ship won't even make it to the next shore. All ships, from simple skiffs to giant galleons, share a common maxim. I'll get you from this shore here to that shore there. A ship that can no longer fulfill that purpose... Stop that! Hey! Isn't a ship! Brrm, and he, like, rips off a fucking chunk of it. He just rips a chunk of the railing off with his bare hands. <laughs> his Popeye arms. <laughs> and Usopp says, Stop! Bro! <laughs> uh, Usopp fires a exploding star at Frankie, and Frankie retaliates by grabbing Usopp and then spikes him underwater so that he can see for himself the damage to the Mary's keel. That's rough. Yeah. Um, I, some rough panels. Oh, I saved yeah. these panels. Just him looking at the looking at the busted up keel with like the bit of like metal on it, like slapped over like a band-aid and just and just squeezing his eyes shut. Mm-hmm. Crying was, underwater. They they do it a couple times or Oda does it a couple times. He's done it in previous arcs too, but I feel like mm-hmm. he always has panels of just the Mary's face, and it's just amazing how this like it's the same expression every single time, right? It is unchanging, but it's mm-hmm. it always like is real impactful. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are th- that argument that um, Frankie and Usopp are having. It's intercut with these panels of the Mary just kind of staring, 
And, but the way, like, it's the shots are angled and shaded, like, it captures these different emotions. Like, sh- like the Mary is also a part of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of those, it's like a word that is pronounced the same but means something different in different contexts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these, these close ups of, of Mary's face. Mm. Instead of a homophone, it's a homoface. <laughs> <laughs> Usopp still refuses to give in, and he goes right back to patching the ship up over and over as often as he has to. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Frankie keeps telling him that the ship's death is inevitable until Usopp finally cracks and throws his tools to the ground. He shouts back that he knew that, and he has always known that. Oh, this is an excruciating set of panels. It's one of those crying faces. That Oda's really good at. <laughs> Usopp tells them about the time that Mary was mysteriously repaired on Skypea, and how he saw through the thick fog a small grinning figure that was hammering away on the ship. He couldn't tell if he heard the words or if he just felt them in his heart, but he could have sworn that the Mary herself said, I'll carry everyone a little bit farther. As ridiculous as it may seem, Usopp thought it may have been the incarnation of the Mary herself fixing the ship that night. He says, back then, I'm sure the ship was already at its limit, and I thought maybe it appeared to let us know that. You probably think I'm crazy. You don't have to believe me. But Frankie is well aware of what Usopp saw, and he says it was Klobotterman. Gesundheit. <laughs> I love the panel of uh, Usopp going, uh, who? <laughs> <laughs> Frankie says he's a legend passed down among sailors, a sprite who lives only on ships that have been truly cared for and treated well. I guess you could call him an incarnation of the ship. He holds a wooden mallet in one hand, wears a sailor's raincoat, and when misfortune befalls the ship, he runs around and warns everyone. The ship is grateful to its crew in proportion to how well they've treated it. I bet this ship really wanted to get you lot to the other shore, whatever it took to get there. The fact that it cared about its crew so much it took on a human shape for that night means this ship must have been very happy indeed. This is a bit of unexpected lore. Oh, the Mary... And this is some real-world sailor lore also. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I took down a couple of uh, relevant notes from Wikipedia on Club Otterman. Tell me. A Club Otterman is a water kobold that assists sailors and fishermen on the Baltic and North Sea in their duties. It is a merry and diligent creature with an expert understanding of most watercraft and an irrepressible musical talent. Uh, It is believed to rescue sailors washed overboard. His image is of a small sailor in yellow with a tobacco pipe and a woolen uh, sailor's cap, often carrying a caulking hammer. (laughs) Despite the positive attributes, there is one omen associated with his presence. No member of a ship blessed by his presence shall ever set eyes on him. He only ever becomes visible to the crew of a doomed ship. Jeez. Oh. Shit. They all start to hear the ringing at the doorbell, and they are confused by the Frankie family's uncharacteristic politeness and not just barging into the warehouse like usual. Uh, As Mozu and Kiwi go to open the door for their visitors, Frankie tries to convince Usopp to go back to his crew. Uh, He again offers to respectfully dismantle the Mary for him, but Usopp still can't sit well with that idea. He likens it to leaving a friend on their deathbed. I just every time Frankie says I will respectfully disassemble this shit. 
Citation the, needed, friend. Yeah, the actions I'm... haven't exactly proven that out yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Frankie tells him that this is hard on the ship as well, and they wouldn't want to put Mary in the position of sinking into the ocean and putting the crew in danger. Which is true. They have a number of devil fruit crewmates yeah. on this yeah. ship. <laughs> and being on a sinking ship is dangerous even if you don't Even have if you can day. swim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really not that much better. Mm-hmm. Their argument is interrupted by the arrival of CP9, who explain who they are, what they've done to Iceberg, and demand Frankie hand over the blueprints to the Pluton. I love how Oda sets up expectations for us, because now we have panels of someone's clenched fist with one index finger pointed, mm. and we're like, oh no. <laughs> that's, a, that's a weapon. <laughs> someone's yeah. gonna get a hole in them. You gotta have a license to carry that. Yeah. <laughs> Also, like, um, this volume has a lot of face grabbing. Um, yes. <laughs> and I just like the flip in this one instance where Frankie gets his face grabbed, and he grabs back, and then it's, it's <laughs> just not. lifts Bluto up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so far, it's been everybody but the CP9 folks um, getting, getting uh, the raw end of the face squeezing, I guess. When, Fra- when Frankie picks up Bluto, there is a, uh, a like, a zoomed in panel of his face and it's like he's pinching his little cheeks like his, <laughs> yeah. his face is all scrunched up like he was being pinched by his grandma except he is being held by a giant cyborg fist and he just does not care at all now my thinking is this if Bluto and Frankie try and grab each other's faces and lift each other up at the same time mm-hmm. can they levitate <laughs> <laughs> well one of them knows moonwalk Shit, you're right. <laughs> Frankie attacks, but Lucci knocks him back so fast and hard that he careens through the back wall of the warehouse, which reveals a secret room. It's a humble little office with three drafting tables and nameplates for Cuddy Flam, Iceberg, and Tom. I do like, uh, in the midst of this fight, Usopp just being like, what? <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> Am I part of this? <laughs> Am I in this encounter? Uh, There is also a framed portrait of a younger Frankie and Iceberg that are bickering, with a large fish man between them, and also a not-so-granny Kokoro. Yes. Yeah. This was when I... (laughs) (laughs) When you what? When I went, holy shit. (laughs) This is just twist after twist after twist in this arc. Reveal after reveal. Also present, Yokozuna the Frog, which we haven't seen since the beginning of the arc. <laughs> yes. Since when he keeps trying to suplex the train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Khalifa wraps her barbed whip around Frankie as Lucci explains their trump card for his cooperation. Eight years ago, Cuddy Flam committed a crime, just like his master Tom. <gasps> so they have every legal right to bring him in. Uh, we flash back to 22 years ago, uh, which, just a reminder, is the year that Roger was executed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. Uh, we see a 12-year-old Frankie is sailing on a battleship of his own design, the Battle Frankie 8. Battle Frankie. Uh, he tries to take on a Neptunian, but utterly fails, and the ship is smashed to pieces. <laughs> uh, Frankie gets in an argument with 16-year-old Iceberg over wasting all his time building these junky battleships instead of helping out at the workshop. Additionally, for leaving all of the junky battleships just lying around on the Scrap Heap Island. Pretty dangerous. It's rather mm. dangerous. I'd say that, yes. Yeah. Uh, we are introduced to Tom, who is a long-horned cowfish fishman. <laughs> oh. 
I love those. I've never heard of this kind mm-hmm. of fish. <gasps> You've never heard of those? I never did, and I looked them up, and they're pretty darn cute. Oh my they're god, they're so cute. good. I'm <laughs> spamming them right now. Hang on. Really? <laughs> they're really good. Look. Look at the... It's the yellow one. <laughs> it's support. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. It's so good. <laughs> it's very good. It's one of my favorite. I didn't know he was a longhorn one. I love them. Oh, it's very good. You're introduced to Tom, and we are also introduced to Yokozuna, the sumo frog, mm-hmm. who is referred to as Tom's pet. Tom's pet. Uh, and I feel like calling him Tom's pet is very similar to calling Lasso Mr. Four's favorite gun. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it misses certain key elements <laughs> of what's happening here. I really like the first panels that introduce Tom. Oh, yeah. Where yes. he... Apparently, in one hand, is holding up the keel of a galleon that he throws into the air. And then he says, real men do it with a boom, which may be a dawn in the original Japanese. I'm not sure. I figured. Uh, he, He throws it up into the air. And in his other hand, he's got three masts bunched up. And he just hurls them into these little holes in the deck. And they land perfectly. He's a very good ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a ship he's zaddy. so strong and cool <laughs> uh, yeah so I briefly want to touch on his catchphrase which Viz has chosen to go with do it with a boom mm. uh, which I, I don't care for personally <laughs> no you do it with so a dawn that's the last time you'll hear me say that <laughs> uh, in the Japanese he says do it with a dawn which is that uh, sound effect that we've been seeing which in Viz is doom uh, instead is doom, but it's that yeah percussive sort of just a just a big beat which uh, oh, makes yeah. it makes more sense for tom's uh, catchphrase That's yeah it, don it is... don is like like the that that thing in anime the the cabedon mm-hmm. where you stick your hand uh, on the wall yeah you, you uh yeah you like pin someone at the at the lockers yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's same don and, and a gyudon is, is a beef bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Different don. <laughs> okay. The way that Tom uses it, it always feels like a beat of the chest to me. Mm. Yeah, because like when a, I th- yeah 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 as a punctuation, it, whatever it doesn't he's doing. feel like a boom. Mm-hmm. A don feels like the like a timpani drum, like yeah. bum 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 bum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, at the Tom's workers' headquarters, they all share a meal. And the beautiful secretary, Kokoro, gossips about another lumber merchant ship that has been attacked by pirates. I love this woman. I can't (laughs) believe she was the Khalifa of an earlier age. (laughs) I love it. Um, I want to touch on real quick. Mm -hmm. Uh, Frankie and Iceberg have Mm -hmm. little uh, teasing names for each other, where Frankie calls him Stupidberg. Yeah. yeah, I think it's Stupidberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah calls it Stupidberg. Melissa, and... can I make a guess? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it in Japanese? Is it Icebaka? You're close. Oh. Flip it. It's Bakaberg. Bakaberg. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and then uh, Iceberg calls Frankie Moronki, um, <laughs> which is a little easier to say than the Japanese, which is Bakanki. Bakanki. Um, they both—they're both baka. <laughs> mm. 
but I, I, Bakaberg is very good. I like. I that do like Bakaberg. <laughs> Bakaberg yeah, is nice. great. <laughs> Welcome good. to Bakaberger. Can I take your order? <laughs> oh, I God. do also like Jason's though. Ice Baka would have worked pretty well too. Yeah, mm. I feel like if I if I was restarting Animal Crossing, I needed a name for my Bakaberg. Hey y'all, welcome to Dipshitville. <laughs> I'm the mayor <laughs> of this esteemed estate. I've been shot six times. Kokoro <laughs> uh, oh, says, Kokoro <laughs> says it's a bad state of affairs because of the Aqua Laguna floods. This city has uh, the city has to get its timber and iron from other islands. Dangerous seas and ever increasing pirate attacks are hindering trade. Since there isn't enough work, shipyards steal each other's customers and start fights, and folks lose their jobs. If things keep going like this, Water 7 will become nothing more than an island of scallywags, just waiting to sink. And this is the Water 7 that long ago defined an entire era in the shipbuilding industry. Frankie butts in to ask about Tom's most awesome pirate ship he designed, and wanting to see the blueprints for it. We get a very cool quote from Tom about this. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, he says, Frankie, there's no such thing as blueprints for a pirate ship. If the sailors who board that ship run a skull and crossbones, then it's a pirate ship. If they fly a seagull flag, it's a navy ship. Build whatever you want to build. Uh, late into the night, Tom works on drawing some new blueprints for what he considers the island's last hope. Can I Can I just, just take a step back and, and just call mm-hmm. out Oda real quick on something? On, on the little introduction for Kokoro. Mm-hmm. Um, Please. Tom's workers, in quotes, beautiful <gasps> secretary. Oh, I just yeah. saw the quote. <gasps> How dare you, sir? How, dare, How dare, you? dare you? How dare you? <laughs> you listen. And again, the implication being that that's her official rank. <laughs> <laughs> Real mangaka puff out their chests with pride. Gone <laughs> over the grainies they've drawn. <laughs> Uh, sometime later, a government judicial ship, which is basically a floating courthouse, which we've seen before already. We saw it in Django and also Hachi's cover stories. Oh, that's right. It arrives to cast judgment on Tom for the crime of building the Oro Jackson, the pirate ship used by Gold Roger, which is the best fucking pirate ship name I've heard in my whole it's life. Oh, so shit. The Oro Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, this makes Tom an accomplice to a global criminal. The Marines say Tom will be conveyed to Annie's lobby, where he will be executed. They they say specifically that like normally making a pirate ship is fine. You yeah. you're free to make ships for whoever. But whatever Gold Roger did was so bad. They're gonna execute everybody that like said hello to him <laughs> on the street in a nice yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, holy any- shit. Anyone deemed to have supported his piracy, however slightly, is a traitor and a menace. Death is the only fitting punishment. The state just has to put down anyone (laughs) who is associated with Gold Roger in any capacity. Before he is uh, escorted away, Tom explains the blueprints for the sea train that he's been designing, and how it will revolutionize sea travel and save Water 7 from its fate. He says, the blueprint is almost done, but building it isn't a task for just any old shipwright. When I complete this technology with a dawn, and it finally crosses the ocean, the trade routes of all islands throughout the world will change. The sea train is the hope of Water 7. The judge asks if a train line could even be run to Annie's lobby, 
and Tom confirms that he could do that. All he needs is 10 years to complete construction. So the judge grants a 10-year stay of execution for Tom to complete his sea train project. Wow, that worked out great for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he even mentions like certain logistical things like... Mm-hmm. Uh, he, like, he's working on a mechanism that would fit between the rails that would give off a, a harsh sound to drive away, like, Neptunians when the train passes. Right, just mm-hmm. to keep the sea route safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tom's workers celebrate Tom's survival, but Frankie storms off in a huff. He says, Gold Roger's ship circled the Grand Line. It's the only ship of its kind in the whole world. It's completely amazing, and Mr. Tom made it. So why does he have to be executed for it? All the other people were acting like that was only natural, too, and those idiots couldn't even build a raft. I know why this company's here under a bridge. The townspeople chased you here because of Roger's ship. Why should the best shipwright in the world have to put up with stuff like this? It's definitely a lot. Like, the idea of, oh, this is why the greatest the greatest shipwright in the world has to be, like, shunned away mm-hmm. under at this, you know, under the bridge. And I do, I, I do always love it when um, someone calls out that, that the biggest cr- like critics of, of a craftsman are <laughs> the people who couldn't even fucking get to square one in that craft. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, as an artist, yep. All these people talking shit about stories are people mm-hmm. who have never written anything in their lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, animation discourse on Twitter. Oh boy. No. Animation discourse anywhere. Well, sure, yeah. <laughs> Any discourse anywhere. Uh, as Frankie vents his frustrations by doing swimming drills with Yokozuna, Iceberg suggests that Tom just run him out of the workshop, because he's such a fucking hassle all the time. <laughs> Uh, Tom evidently took pity on the boy that, uh, two years ago when he found him abandoned in the scrap heap and building cannons out of junk. So, we get this flashback within a flashback, which I always <laughs> love, yes. of, of a young, snot-nosed Frankie <laughs> saying, Mister, take me in, I got thrown out of my home. <laughs> <laughs> I love and him so much. Immediately, I'm like, okay, I understand why he's the leader of the Frankie family. <laughs> he's... He's the Rufio. This, these are the Lost Boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, breaking news. I need to uh, issue a retraction and apology to Mr. Oda. <laughs> uh, I have referenced the material. There are no quotes in the original that Japanese is a Viz edition. version. Oh, so that is a call out for the Viz editors. Uh, how dare you? How dare oh. you? I'll call them right now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. John Viz. A montage begins of Tom and Iceberg finishing the designs for the sea train and beginning its construction, all while Frankie continues building new battle Frankies. This is great. (laughs) It's a great montage. Uh, Eventually, Frankie also joins in to help build the sea train out of his curiosity. (laughs) Just sort of slowly uh, looks over at what they're doing, and then in the next panel, he's just helping out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that seems pretty cool. I do like I, I like Frankie posing in front of the Battle Frankie Nine, <laughs> doing doing the double peace signs, super posing, and no one paying attention to him whatsoever. Like Tom fighting a giant shark with a mallet. <laughs> <laughs> Just a lot of good stuff. I like how we see them continuing to work on this thing in any type of weather, no yeah. matter what it is. Now, yeah. come rain or snow, right. it is implied that this is a daily experience. Yeah. 
There are no breaks. Unless you're Frankie and you have battle Frankies to build. <laughs> uh, ten years later, Water 7 is in a truly miserable state. <laughs> it's it's real dire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need to... I need to call attention to this. Mm-hmm. This is a okay. manga that a lot of kids read in anime. Well, I guess I, I'm, I suppose I'm curious if this line is in the anime. Mm-hmm. Um, that the, the president of the number four shipbuilding company tried to kill himself. Yes. We're just talking about suicide right yeah, out man. here in this <laughs> mm-hmm. manga that little kids read. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kind of jarring. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it's it, it did throw me for a bit of a loop, but it's like... Japan has a completely different perspective on that. Yeah, like, the the shit that they do in Common Rider. Oh, I'm sure. There's there, there's a thing that happens in Common Rider Gaim that I'm shocked they were allowed to air on any program, <laughs> let alone a program for little kids. Oh wow! Huh. So a lot of um, uh, End of Evangelion actually references like Common Rider and shit like that, and not like mm-hmm, the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, that just that just jumped out at me real hard. Yeah. This is also this whole situation is very interesting because, you know, we talked about back at the beginning of the arc how um, you know, potentially concerning um iceberg uniting all of the shipbuilders in the city under one company. Right. Monopolizing but, the the industry. Yeah, but we are starting to understand where he was coming from. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can see how it could go bad, but you also see what it was a reaction to. Mm-hmm. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I will also point out again, something that I've pointed out in the past, which is you can maybe see why so many people have decided to risk everything for the One Piece. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Why there are so many people turning to piracy. Mm-hmm. Because oh, things, are, things are not going real well <laughs> in a lot right. of places. Right. Mm. And hearing about this fantastic treasure that can change your life, you might want to just risk it all on that. Because what do you got to lose at this point? Mm. Interesting. Yikes. I mean, hey, this is what we all. What do we say? Economic insecurity is the root <laughs> of all evil. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, everybody gathers to see the sea train take its first voyage. And the narrator reads This happened 12 years ago. Here for the first time in this city, suffocating in isolation, the people got aboard, and the sea train, Puffing Tom, crossed the ocean. Anybody see any familiar faces in this crowd? Uh, Let's see. Let's see. (gasps) Wait, I think I see a... uh, Are those the Square Sisters? Those are the Square Sisters on the train. I I noticed the pointy noses. This is the pre-square... Squareness. (laughs) That almost looks like a baby Nami. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, on the previous page, there is a little kid wearing goggles and with a snot nose. I see I see the snot oh, nose kid. Polly. That's Polly. Ah, uh, okay. Is there, I'm trying to, I'm, tr- I'm looking for a Freddie Mercury mustache. I'm not <laughs> seeing one, so maybe Peepley Lulu came in from somewhere else. The, <laughs> the person above... Polly with the glasses and the goatee, I guess. That that looks like that's like supposed to be somebody, one of Oda's friends or something. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's it just too has distinct that, looking. Yeah, it has that look- air of this is a person <laughs> that exists in the actual world. Uh, after the first voyage, Tom's workers spent four more years completing the other three tracks, and slowly but surely, things started to improve in Water Seven. 
Trade was still super imbalanced, but with time, Tom had faith that everyone would find their way. Then one day, the chief officer of CP5, a man named Spandam, arrived to talk with Tom. This motherfucker shows up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that this is his fucking introduction. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> is getting his butt blown off. Is <laughs> being blasted to shit. <laughs> I think that sets the appropriate tone for his character. Yes. And then continually throughout our time with him in this flashback, he is just getting a lot of damage to his face. Maybe that's why his nose is so red. <laughs> it just keeps falling down. Uh, Frankie was firing a victory salute for finally having built a ship that beat a Neptunian, and it accidentally hit Spandam. Oh, shit. It looks like, I'm, I'm looking at the panel, it looks like he's, I think I see Battle Frankie 39. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that's how many we're up to. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been ten years, you've been busy. <laughs> uh, Iceberg again confronts Frankie for his responsibility in leaving all of his battleships just piling up on the Scrap Heap Island and that all he's doing is endangering others. He offers to dispose of them for Frankie if he won't do it himself. Where have we seen this before? Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, CP5 takes Tom to speak in private and seems confused to hear about his impending trial. The government doesn't seem very coordinated. Well, when you have, like, what is it, nine different secret agencies? <laughs> right, nine different keep... in- intelligence agencies. Well, yeah, I... Eight I different heard... agencies, and then a ninth one that the other eight probably don't know about. One. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. The, there is, um... I, I, I read a theory once that, like, the ideal number of intelligence agencies for, like, a large nation-state is three, mm-hmm. because they balance each other out, and they, like, prevent anyone from gaining too much power. What about Whether... a planet? <laughs> well, yeah, well, well, no, but my point is, this is way too many. Yeah. <laughs> no one needs this many. <laughs> Uh, They came for the Pluton blueprints, obviously, but Tom feigns ignorance, and when they threaten him with the knowledge that he built the Oro Jackson, he tells them that the government already knows all that. Uh, Spandam goes to a bar to hear more about Tom's situation from the locals, and he is flabbergasted that a conspirator of Gold Rogers would be pardoned for any reason. Hmm. This fucking guy. Sounds like he's got a real bone to pick. (laughs) Uh, He evidently came to Water 7 by order of the Five Elder Stars. Mm. Hi, guys. Here you are again. <laughs> These the delightful children. <laughs> <laughs> You're zero for two. <laughs> Neither. Do- All right. <laughs> Having spent too much time researching the blueprints to just give them up, Spandam hatches a plan to incriminate Tom again, and he calls in for five more secret agents to join his operation. Spandam got an awful idea. <laughs> <laughs> a wonderfully awful idea. No, this guy's not that cool. He doesn't deserve that. That's true. <laughs> he sucks. He does. Uh, meanwhile, Tom is busy entrusting the Bluton, uh, the Pluton blueprints. That's tough to say for me. The Bluton blueprints. <laughs> <laughs> the the blueprints. Uh, he's entrusting the blueprints to his two apprentices. Frankie immediately wants to try building it. Yeah. So if he made a copy of those blueprints, he would have. Two prints of the Pluton blueprints. <laughs> <laughs> Do this to be Jason. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm gonna start doing this to, uh, you know, get my tongue ready before I go on stage. <laughs> some exercises, the Pluton blueprints, <laughs> and I'll either baffle and irritate the hell out of 
all my fellow cast members or hunt out the ones who are One Piece fans. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, which is you a, know, you I know. Think, which I think is a win-win situation. So it's a good Indeed. litmus test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iceberg takes charge of the blueprints so that Frankie won't build the fucking thing. Frankie is so, like, innocent isn't the right word, but he's just, he's at that age where he hasn't quite developed the understanding that, like, other people think differently from you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's still in that space of like, well, I wouldn't use it to hurt anybody, so it's fine. The age where you hurt everyone hurt you yeah. touch. Yes. Everything mm-hmm. you touch. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. pulled up my X-Mart document. That was like, an X-Mart. That was a thing, mm-hmm. wasn't it? That was a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom also warns them about this baby Nico Robin. <laughs> Who <laughs> is this woman? <laughs> <laughs> what happened in O'Hara? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, three days later, the day of Tom's trial, Frankie goes into town to do some shopping, and he stops to admire the, judici- uh, the judicial ship, reminiscing on the last 14 years. He's wearing pants. <laughs> Forcibly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was about to say, I think that's how we know something's wrong here. <laughs> Something terrible is about to happen. It's an omen. Mm-hmm. I love Kokoro uh, literally just hurls <laughs> these pants at young Frankie, so going like, you need to be wearing something other than Speedos out in public. And by young, you do mean, like, 24 now. <laughs> <laughs> I said oh, what I boy. said. <laughs> <laughs> I called him the Rufio for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, there is an explosion on the judicial ship, and a fleet of battleships approaches it. They are all labeled Battle Frankie. Oh. oh no. Watching the carnage and panic from a distance, Spandam starts to laugh, saying, Now, let the trial begin, Tom's workers. His agents flee from the battleships when they see Tom and Iceberg approaching, leaving them to be caught in a blast as Spandam destroys the evidence. Does the. <laughs> we need a shorthand uh, when, when reading One Piece. Of, mm-hmm. Is this a. Oh no. Volume. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could start giving those heads up, but I feel like that would uh, no, take yeah. out a lot of the fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. The pathos. Mm-hmm. Also, just like just as a rule of thumb, if you see the black borders, <laughs> it's gonna be one of those volumes. <laughs> yeah, that's actually I, a good fair. point. You're absolutely man, right, man. I gotta say. They are giving the Noland and Calgara flashback a run for its goddamn money. <laughs> it is like half I did, this volume. Which I didn't think... I meant just in terms of emotional half. Sure, yeah. Well, um, which, hold on to your fucking seat then. Yeah, I know. But I'm just like, I didn't think something like that would be able to happen so soon after Skypea. <laughs> uh, Frankie finds them both washed up on Scrap Heap Island, and when he tries to help, Iceberg just punches him. <laughs> He says, those secret agents, the ones who came to visit before, they took control of your battleships. I told you. How many times did I tell you? Don't you get it? When you bring a weapon into this world, you have to take responsibility. It doesn't matter if you're the one who pulls the trigger, they still have the power to hurt someone. And that someone could be a person you love. We've been had by the government. We'll be set up as criminals who attack the judicial ship. They want the blueprint. So they did what they had to do to make sure Mr. Tom was branded as a criminal. Stop dodging responsibility. Can't you see you're partially to blame for this? If Mr. Tom gets taken away by those guys, I am never going to forgive you as long as I live, Frankie. God. Just the panel of of him gritting his teeth and 
and and slamming his eyes shut while he says, "How many times did I tell you?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's brutal. Tom wakes up enough to tell them both to stop arguing and for Iceberg not to blame Frankie for what happened. Spandam arrives to place them all under arrest in front of all of the townsfolk of Water Seven. He places the blame at Cuddy Flam's feet, asking if those rogue ships were or were not constructed by him. Frankie denies building them, saying that they're not his ships anymore, which infuriates Tom, who rises to his feet and snaps his fucking handcuffs off so that he can punch Frankie in the face. And also takes out the harpoon that Frankie says was designed to not be taken out. Uh-huh. Tom says, not my ships, Frankie. That's the one thing you must never say. There's nothing good and nothing bad in building a ship, no matter what kind of ship it is. I don't care what kind of ships you build from now on, but no matter who gets injured by the ships you build, even if it looks like they'll destroy the whole world, you're the one who gave them life. You at least have to love them. The one who created them must not deny them. Don't blame the ships. Men should puff out their chests with pride and a dawn over the ships they build. This has to be so painfully impactful to Frankie, who was abandoned by his parents. Yes. He tells Iceberg and Frankie that no matter what happens next, they mustn't interfere. And then he makes a beeline for Spandam. (laughs) And begins to massacre his face. (laughs) Let me... Let me just give a quick table reading of this one panel where he clocks Spandam across the face and goes, or that might be Spandam reacting to it, but either way, there's a big explosive speech bubble that says, HOBWA! <laughs> Spelled H-O-B-W-A-H. <laughs> Do it with a HOBWA. <laughs> uh, Tom is pumped full of tranquilizer darts, but before he goes unconscious... Tom makes a request of the judge. He takes full responsibility for the attack on the judicial ship and asks that the sea train's construction, or that if the sea train's construction can pardon one crime, it be the one that was committed today. The judge agrees, but reminds Tom that that will just bring them full circle on his trial from 14 years ago, and that he will be executed for aiding Roger. There's something so bone-chilling about the way Tom says, as if, as you say, one crime can be forgiven by the creation of the sea train. Mm-hmm. Just that. It's like, if I can make if I can make myself useful to the state and capital, <laughs> you will forgive this war crime. Well, then let's let's make a trade. <laughs> they also kept their word about that. Yes, which is interesting honestly Uh, tom bellows that he is proud with a dawn to have aided the man called roger uh tom's final words to frankie were even if my fate reverts to what it was 14 years ago everything is different now this island has regained its former strength so you see no matter what happens to me i'll live on as the town grows stronger my dream has finally set sail I'm getting a little scared about dreams in this sh- in this <laughs> comic now because it seems like the fulfillment of them requires you to die. Uh, and with that, Tom was loaded onto the sea train, departing to Eni's lobby, which is a judicial island on which no criminal brought has ever returned alive. Frankie flies off the handle, and he delivers a parting gift to Spandam, which is a rifle butt to the face. Holy fuck. (laughs) Where did he get a rifle? He stole it from someone. (laughs) Sure. 
Uh, he desperately tries to fight his way to Tom, going so far as to sail out in front of the train, uh, or the train's path, to try and stop it. He stands on the tracks and tries to catch the train. Mm. Just like not, Yokozuna did. Not a cyborg did. yet. Is this why you? Oh no! Is is Yokozuna just acting out his trauma of watching this happen? Yokozuna <laughs> is trying to stop the train that took Tom away. He oh, he was there to watch while while Frankie tried to suplex the train. Uh, Frankie is run down by the sea train after trying to stop it with just his human strength, and begging it not to take its creator away. He cries out to Tom. I don't want to build ships anymore. How can I love the ships I've made when they've hurt the people really important to me? But Mr. Tom, you're still my role model. I want you to come back and teach me again. Because someday I want to build a dream ship too. A dream ship that can sail to the ends of the world with pride. And that's the end of volume 37. He says this in silhouette as he's sinking in the ocean. How does he survive this? How does he survive this? Who repairs Frankie? And why are there so many other cyborgs in the city? Because it seems like most of the Frankie family has some cyborginess. Any other thoughts for volume 37? Very sad. I have thoughts. Yes? Uh, just that I like Frankie a lot. Yes. Uh, his manic himbo <laughs> energy. He's my <laughs> manic himbo dream bot. Um, <laughs> but also, like, in, in all seriousness, like, reading this just hurt my heart so much. I have... He reads to me as, like, not neurotypical, like, as somebody with ADHD Mm. and, like, seeing kids that are maligned as unmanageable brats and, like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, it just, I just, I I want the best for him. Definitely in the way that he reacts to certain stimulus, too. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. And, like, the trouble, like, managing emotions Mm -hmm. and, and also, like, the way that he, like, expresses his care for Tom and, like more like interested in like the the thing that they're doing or like seeming like he's not listening but actually is listening and caring um he's just a really complicated character that you don't you often don't see in in the manic himbo type there's just (laughs) it's clear that there's been a lot of thought into what he took away from this whole experience yeah Yeah. Uh i agree you and you mentioned before too like that he his difficulty like understanding that other people you know, have different feelings and attitudes, which, like, I think that's a very, you know, spectrum-type thing, too, like, difficulty modeling other minds, sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can can kind of see that a little bit in the present, too, where he's offering to uh, disassemble the Mary and not quite like picking up on how upset that's making Usopp, and he's he's like, you, you understand, like, what the problem is, and I'm offering to fix the problem. So, mm-hmm. like, like, what's the problem? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He, he sees them as being kind of equivalent, like, addition and subtraction. Yeah. Right. Uh, it doesn't ever really get, like, fully remarked upon outside of just his last speech here to Tom, saying that he doesn't want to build ships anymore. But um, I really appreciate how this backstory tells us why he became a dismantler. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Cool. Because he would, <laughs> he learned a very difficult lesson this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and another thing about Frankie that we will see more of next time when we learn how he survived this, but I couldn't find any trivia to confirm it, but I have always assumed that he is named Frankie for Frankenstein. 
Oh. Huh. Mm-hmm. Having been rebuilt from discarded parts. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I definitely get a lot of, um, oh shit, which one? I think it was just Iron Man 1, Tony Stark energy from this. Mm-hmm. Where he's just, you know, there's that meme of, you know, he built this in a cave with a box of scraps or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but the idea of like, oh, he's a what he 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 these things he's making can be used as weapons. In fact, he makes them as weapons because he puts a lot of guns and cannons on them. Um, and you know, the witnessing the horror of watching them being turned uh, against, you know, against his wishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's he the. The way that he's approaching making these weapons, it, it sort of reminds me of, of Goku and its purity of like, he's not doing it to do violence. He's just doing it to make a strong thing. Right. Mm-hmm. You could honestly kind of see something. A con- you could probably see a conversation like this in maybe a, like a different manga about like us, like a swordsmith and an apprentice. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Where um, the, the swordsmith like is is capturing that part of the dialogue of like you like this is art you need to be proud of your creations with a dawn and then it's you know iceberg on the other side saying it's like you need to understand that you know you might be making cool swords and weapons but those might be used to cut down people you care about Mm. i love how it ties into his reaction about the oro jackson also where he's like you built the best ship on this fucking planet. Why is everyone mad at you? Mm. Yeah. 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 Like you right. just you made the coolest thing. What's wrong? <laughs> What's the problem? <laughs> right. He, he's seeing it in like a in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other thoughts, or should we move on to some X marks? <sighs> mm-hmm. uh, I'll grab the ones from the emails first. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, they are both from Skypea, and both X marks for the same event. Interesting. Technically. So the they were both submitted by Joaquin and Nico? Yes. Uh, Joaquin's is that uh, I should have mentioned that when uh, Luffy was fighting Anil and using his punches to bounce off of the Maxim so that Anil couldn't um, sense them, that that was an X mark for a future event. Hmm. Uh, and Nico pointed out that um, I believe it was Jason. It feels like a Jason comment. Oh no! Um, Sorry. <laughs> Give me the first one again. When Luffy was pun- uh, bouncing his punches off of the Maxim so that Enel couldn't sense them. Okay. Just that technique. I believe that was called octopus fireworks. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the exact context of it. I think we were like making fun of when he called himself Water Luffy. Um, but yeah. I, Jason, I believe you referred to him as Snake Luffy when he was inside the snake and couldn't be sensed by Mantra. Hmm. Huh. And Snake Luffy is an X mark. Uh oh. My future knowledge is tingling. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll DM you after this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This week I have uh, fire is such an effective method for erasing all sorts of evidence. Does this tie into it would have been better to burn the blueprints? Not necessarily. Okay. Oh, God. The ship's uh, maxim, which is I'll get you from this shore here to that shore there. The ship's maxim, not to be confused with the ship. The, the um, ship uh, maxim. Maxim. <laughs> uh, Battle Frankies, 
Ennis Lobby. Has it spelled again? E N I E S. Frankie's parents were pirates. True. Hmm. No good pirates. <laughs> they just dumped him. I literally shivered when I read this line this week because it becomes such a powerful through line for the remainder of One Piece, but suffocating in isolation. Oh. <laughs> huh. Uh, and finally, a dream ship. Uh, Jason. Uh, yes? Do you have a star chart for us? Oh, yes. Uh, we've got uh, a lovely bit of horoscope to read for our, our various One Piece caricatures. And uh, none other than Frankie, I think, will be uh, suitable for Fairly this appropriate. Week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frankie with a uh, canonical birthday of March 9th, making him a Pisces. Oh, no wonder I love him. <laughs> My moon sign's in Pisces. So, Frankie, this is what the stars have to say about you this week. You have a lot of charm and tremendous social skills today. This is an unbeatable combination and is especially strengthened by the current astral energy. Be sure to go the extra mile today, even if you aren't in the mood to do so. Someone in a position of power and authority may ask you to join him or her for dinner. Or perhaps you'll be invited to perform at a party. These are ideal opportunities to showcase your talent, so embrace them rather than shy away. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. I appreciate everyone who tunes into this show every week uh, as we <laughs> plumb the depths of the darkness of Water 7. <laughs> Haven't yeah. haven't really even gotten to the bottom yet. <laughs> yeah, we. They, quick aside, Frankie did mention that the island has been sinking so much that the sidewalks that are being used today in Water Seven used to be built upon the roofs. Yeah. Of what was originally in Water Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll 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 open that that fresh can later. <laughs> uh, Jason. Yeah. Where can our Nakama find you on the Grand Online? Uh, well, uh, you can find me in the deepest stratas of Water 7, or <laughs> also on Twitch.tv as jcavs, J-A-Y-C-A-L-V-E-S, where I stream whenever I feel like, whenever I feel like, usually uh, in the evenings, uh, somewhere in the middle of the week, if I've got the time. Um, and jcavs also takes you to any other social medias that I may or may not be updating at that given time. <laughs> Justin, uh, hi. I'm I am at uh, w Justin King uh, on Twitter and Instagram. I am not using really either at this point, but <laughs> it's a new year, um, so uh, hope hope for the future. Now, yes, absolutely. Laura, I go by haha. I'm Laura on Twitter, Newgrounds, Instagram, uh, Patreon, and Twitch. Uh, I'm an animator, and I stream art and animation, and you should give me money so I can do more of it. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa? I am Kristaya, K-R-I-S-T-A-I-A, on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch, uh, or you can also come and, and hang out, and sometimes I do art, and sometimes I do video games, and most of the time, there's at least one four-legged Bird critter uh, <laughs> hanging out on on stream with me. Dave, I am Scythe, P S Y T H E, an archive of our own. 
I occasionally post fanfiction. And Theo. I don't do much on the internet, but if you happen to be in or around Dayton, Ohio, uh, you can come to the Black Box Improv Theater. Uh, we have shows every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and I usually perform on Thursdays. Uh, you can follow this show on Twitter at MealPeace, and as of this episode going up, I will put up a pinned tweet to uh, join our fan Discord, which is the Peace Meal Mess Deck, where you can uh, come and write questions for us if you don't want to email us or just uh, add some X mark suggestions of your own or just chat about the show or uh, a number of other topics that we have on There's there. so many channels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of channels to jump into. Climb aboard! We made biscuits. I've already <laughs> muted the spoiler channel. Yeah, same. <laughs> I've, I've completely muted that category and collapsed it. I, I do not perceive it. Uh, if you would like to email us, it is piecemealpodcast at gmail.com. And I would also appreciate it if you would rate and review the show on your podcast service of choice and make it a five-star rating so that all of the One Piece fans of the world can uh, learn <laughs> who the fuck Nico Robin is with us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this has been Piecemeal. Keep dreaming. <laughs>